Hi everyone, I'm Sandra Ingerman and welcome to the Shaman's Cave. And I'm Renee Barabo coming to you from a hot and balmy 120 degree Palm Desert, California. How is everyone today? <laughs> um, probably a lot of people are hot. <laughs> There's a lot going on. And, um, you know, for me, when I think about heat, I'm always looking for water sources. And I, I know people are looking for water sources in the summer. Some of us have an easier time of finding them. Um, water is, is really an amazing reflector of what's going on inside of us and also the, the beauty of our, of our own soul. And I think I talked about this once before on a show where I, I did my own silent research. This isn't a st statistical <laughs> research study. I, um, I started, I grew up in um, New York and, and then I, I moved to San Francisco. And then um, back in 1983, I moved to Santa Fe, New Mexico. For those of you living in other countries, Santa Fe is uh, what's called the high desert, and we live really high. Um, I live at 7,400 uh, feet, which I don't know what it is in meters, but it's, it's tall. <laughs> and so it, it was really obvious to me. I started to, as I started in my Medicine for the Earth classes, to um, have people journey to merge with the water where they live, um, it really became clear to me that I was seeing different personalities of people based on where they live. So for example, in New York and California, when they merged with the oceans where they live, they were bubbly, effervescent people, you know, merging with the ocean in Sydney, you know, bubbly, effervescent people in Sydney, Australia. Um, here in New Mexico, we don't have water sources. The trees go really deep. Um, for example, the juniper trees here will go 30 feet looking for water. That's how deep they have to go. And so um, it's almost like we as humans um, in the high desert have to go that deep. And so what you notice about Santa Fe, you would never call Santa Fe an effervescent city ever. <laughs> That's not one of the qualities that we go with it. But the people here, uh, they're artists, writers, uh, philosophers, um, you know, it's people in the arts, people who need that kind of silence to really draw them down, but yet the light of the sky um, to really inspire them. So. It's really interesting if you start to think about the water sources where you live um, and to notice what's your personality like and can you actually make some associations with the water where you live. And what I really wanted to talk about today, but I feel that that's um, a good way to learn about the water where you live is that water gives us life and we have to change our behavior 
of how we treat water. So before we go into that, I, I want to share the screen with um, Renee, because I'm sure she has some wonderful inspirations to share. Well, what you were, you know, what you were saying about water, and I'm thinking like, okay, I live at sea level. And one of the things about the desert floor is that uh, underneath the, this desert floor is an aquifer. And over the course of the 25 years or so I've lived here, you know, the pollution levels of that aquifer have gone because of the golf courses and, you know, our human consumption of it have gone, you know, what's usable and what's not usable. Because yesterday I received this notice from my other home, which is directly facing the water and the, you know, the water comes at an angle towards us the whole time with the currents and stuff, which is a whole different feeling. So when you talk about that, I feel into what that feels like, because that can call me any afternoon. I can go, it's like really great. I can go directly there. And yet when I come back here to the desert, even when it might be August or September and it's still really hot, there's something about the way the mountains, the desert and the water together hold, hold, hold me. And so, you know, I, I don't know if I have any water in my, my chart is since I'm a wind whistler, one might assume, but I have five planets in five or six planets in air signs, five of them being in Libra. And so I don't know if I have any, I might have a cancer. There might be a cancer in my house, but I don't have a lot of water. Mm. Yeah, but you do have a lot of water because you're a human being. <laughs> right, I know, I know. But just like my, my astrology and relationship, you, you're a water sign, aren't you? No, no. Um, I I have I actually don't have that much water. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but um, I I have water in a very very specific part of my chart, which um, uh, uh, feeds my intuitive, my ability to see and and vision. So I'm I'm very grateful for that water. I think for me. Um, I just, um, I, you know, back in the 1960s, I'll just be really honest <laughs> with everybody. Going back to Woodstock. <laughs> <laughs> I did so much LSD. And my favorite thing to do with friends was we go up into the mountains of New York and we tent for the weekend. <laughs> I remember a forest service guy busting us. <laughs> we had camped in the ice and the snow and he woke us up at like five o'clock in the morning and he said, you know, it's sunny over there. <laughs> why, <laughs> why did you put your tent in the ice? <laughs> but so anyway, what I would do on these weekends is I would uh, take LSD and I would sit with a river for 10, 12, 13, 14 hours. And I would just sit and I would just listen to the song. Nothing. I had no thought. I, I didn't talk to the river. I just sat with the river and, and loved it. I mean, I loved it, you know, and and the river loved me. And so that was really what led me to write um, Medicine for the Earth and to go to school for how to reverse river pollution, because mm -hmm. I fell in love with rivers after sitting with them 12, 13 hours 
two, three days in a row on a weekend, constantly, always, go always going back. And when a river really flows and when a river really sings, you know, it snakes and it, it, it has this beauty, you know, it reminds us of the divine feminine and how it just snakes through the earth, carrying beauty and life, you know, to everything. There is nothing that will live without water. There are creatures I've seen on nature programs that will actually burrow into the earth in drought-stricken places for a hundred years. And when, until water comes, and when water comes and they drink it, they come back to life. I mean, it, it, we think humans are so intelligent, but when you look at nature beings, to, to have the physiology to wait out a hundred years until more water comes, you know, that's pretty extraordinary. And water is so precious to all of us. And I was thinking about the other day when I was thinking about a topic of the show, you know, of how we imprison water, how we restrict water, how we never think about water and the life that it gives to us. We just find containers to put it in, hoses to run it through bathtubs to fill it up with, but how much appreciation goes into um, how much water gives us life. Well, what are we, 80, if you're healthy, 80% water or something like that? Um, I know in the desert, I drink a ton, a ton of water and, um, and, and yet, you know, I don't know, I should become more aware this is reminding me that I should become more aware of, you know, that putting that joy into that water as I, as I drink it. Uh, when you were talking about a hundred years, what I was um, thinking to myself was that uh, I was thinking this week that this, this pandemic is the hundred year storm. It's the, you know, it's probably giving these, these bugs in the earth that hundred years worth of water that they've been waiting for and all of these other things. I don't know, because I read this book once called the hundred, the, the hundred year flood or the hundred year storm or something like that. And, and all of a sudden I realized, well, this is what this is. You know, this is that, this is that downpour of our consequences in a, in a, in a, in a very broad and beautiful way. And I don't mean it in a negative way. I mean it like it's raining right it is raining and you know are you standing out in the rain you know getting quenched and getting your you know your thirst met or are you you know hiding inside not wanting to get wet right that was profound don't ask me where that came from <laughs> <laughs> that was one of those really really good one-liners <laughs> We should be posting that everywhere. <laughs> I know. Maybe I'll have Tyler take it out from the, But it's one of those wind epiphanies, as we call them in the wind clan, when the wind just kind of gives you this thought like, wow, where'd that come from? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. That's but you were going to do an exercise for us about water. Did you have more? I mean, there's so much we could say. Uh, yeah, there's so much we can say about water. Uh, we're going to do an exercise together, but and I'm going to share a beautiful exercise for you to do 
on your own or with a group. I know um, some people are starting to come together really carefully using social distancing and masks to meet. Um, most people are still working on Zoom and you can do this on Zoom. I do this all the time in my classes over Zoom, so that shouldn't deter you. So you could do it with a group or you could do it alone. And what you'd wanna do is you'd wanna go back into um, one of the archives where um, we talked about being light and the process of transfiguration. And I led you on a transfiguration ceremony where you went within and you've journeyed to your inner star, your inner sun, your inner moon, your inner flame, and you absorb it through every cell of your body and you just let it radiate out without sending it. And I ask people to do that with a glass of water at an altar, small altar space in their room, light a candle, put out some sacred herbs, put a flower, and you go into this radiant state and where you um, allow that light to just radiate through you and where you see the water, your only perception of the water is how beautiful and perfect it is. It's not toxic, it's gorgeous, it's stunning, it's pure, it's clear. And then you take the water to some water source, um, a river, a lake, a stream, an ocean, a waterfall, some uh, water source, even here in Santa Fe, we do have springs and rivers that you can travel to. And you put that transfigured water in and it starts to meet with all that divine water around the room as it journeys back home to the ocean and it feeds the ocean's pure light, pure love from us, letting us know we're not ignoring you, we love you. And that's a lot. I know we need to do more but unless we show kindness, honor, and respect towards nature, nature is not going to show that back to us again. But for now, um, the journey that we're going to do, and I'll put on my little eye curtain, the journey that we're going to do, and it's going to be really, really short, we're going over on the show a bit, and you can continue it on your own, you know, with a, a journey track um, that you would like to use or making your own shamanic music as uh, we keep encouraging you to do. Um, shamans move, they dance, they sing, they get into ecstatic states. They don't go to sleep in their journeys. <laughs> <laughs> so, Unless they're really tired. <laughs> there is that. Well, they have their vacation homes for when they're really tired. <laughs> That's right. Head in there soon. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so we're gonna follow me. 
So go into your heart, take a deep breath in. Let your lungs fill with the fresh and clean air around you. Remember, your perception creates your reality. So if you see the water or the air is toxic, then it is. See it, the air in its original life force and take it in, purifying your lungs. And now think about water and think about where you live. Do you even know where your water comes from? This is really important because we know that any nature being, including humans, that are simply ignored, don't thrive. Are you ignoring the source of the water where you live, where it comes up through the earth? Is it traveling through pipes? Where are you getting your water from? And as you watch the water, or feel it, hear it, ask water, may I step into your field of energy? And when you get a sense of a yes, ask water, the source of water where you live, how you can honor and respect it more. This means you're going to have to take some kind of action. The times we live in call for us to become stronger inside and to be willing to stand up and take action about how we treat that which gives us life. So it is now time to return, to walk back, walk back to your home where you're journeying in. Put your hands on your heart and think about your love for water. And water will love you in return. And this is one way we start to create harmony in the beautiful environment that we live in.
Okay, so we're back. We'll get a, just a little fairy bell blessing for today. Oh, yay. I love the fairy bells. It's really, I just really want to say, um, you know, we're, we're really, uh, while we're dealing with racial issues and our continued fight for racial equality, while we're dealing with COVID issues, we're also dealing with really big climate issues. And that is gonna be the issue that we're all gonna be faced with in a really big way. Making allies with the elements is gonna be a big part of the solution. It's not all of it, I understand. But if you love the elements, they will love you. And, um, and we need to build a relationship with the elements because they're speaking to us right now and they're speaking in ways that we need to stand up and listen to. So I hope that you'll open up your heart and the lessons don't have to come as hard as we're making them. Open up your heart to the elements and see what happens. So I'll turn this over to Renee. <laughs> There's nothing more to say after that. Um, remember, you know, go stand out in the rain and, and feel, you know, let the, let the water fill you up and teach you. And what a beautiful journey. Thank you. I kept seeing that, you know, I, I go back quickly to the, that story about what after my hembleche when I got lost coming down the mountain and uh, diverted seven miles off and after not drinking water for three days and three nights I I found myself kneeling in front of a spigot and and it was the first time in my life I felt reverence and the reverence for the water that I just put a little bit on my kerchief and dabbed my my lips and and then I consumed probably gallons but <laughs> in that moment I had reverence and and so that reverence is is what was shown to me during that journey that we have to have reverence for all of life yes yeah. So follow us over at shamanstv.com. Sign up on our mailing list. You'll get this in your inbox once a week. Uh, the Shaman's Cave is growing, and our uh, we're almost heading towards 7,000 subscribers on YouTube. So, you know, and also, if you like what we're sharing, the biggest gift you can do is to share it again with your friends and your communities and, and, and all of that. So... Thank you, and we'll see you again next week. Yes, and we're really so grateful for your support. We really love this time with you. So blessings, everyone. Thank you. <laughs>